2: Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings. You can use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds <laughs> every single day. <laughs> Walt, Rudo, AJ, Blaze, and Jesse coming at you live as the Abs beat the Golden Knights two to nothing. Look, every day you wake up and you have two options: you can either go to the bone surgery doctor, or you can go to Doctor Dubs. All right, those are your choices. Adams chose Dr. Dubs, Vegas, not so much. So um, this is this is the bed that Vegas is going to have to lie in now. Um, I thought this game was great from Colorado. I really have, have very few complaints on the whole about it, but how do you guys feel on the whole for this one?
1: I mean, just from like a watchable standpoint, that was a super fun game, right? Like it was low scoring for most of the game, but still like, So many chances, some defensive breakdowns, a lot of good offensive chances. Like what's not to like about that game?
3: Well, if you're Vegas, it's probably all of the gymnastics and all of the nonsense you've had to go through to get a number one center. And Jack (laughs) Eichel doesn't know what to do in the defensive zone. So I would have to say from Vegas' standpoint, uh, looking at Jack Eichel and wondering, oh, holy shit. Uh, There's been a different level of accountability in this organization than he's had anywhere in his entire life uh, because he's always been by far the best player and the most talented guy, and he's always gotten away with whatever he's wanted, and he's never had to commit defensively to the way that he needs to in order to be successful, especially in Vegas, and that's why he just got his shit rocked against Colorado's (laughs) top line.
2: Amen. Preach. Uh, I like to assume that the sticker on the back of Jesse's computer is kind of what is going on in the Las Vegas post games right now. Uh, I think that says press a to cry. I think that's what it says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm assuming is happening back there. But I, I think what, what made this game fun is that it felt pretty back and forth uh, on the whole. It, it didn't feel like either team was really dominating this hockey game. And the abs are the ones that came out on top is looks like we got to switch Jesse out for Jesse. Is this one working? All right. <laughs> like this version of Jesse is working.
0: There we go.
2: <laughs> Making it work uh, right now.
0: Yeah, no, sorry about that. I, I but real quick for me, I, I thought that was a great game from the abs. That was a phenomenal response game. Uh, outplayed Dallas last night. Don't get the result you want. Uh, And then you come into Vegas where they have every reason to, you know, accept a loss, a lot of energy in the building, big night for them, six days off for Vegas. You're coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. They did a good job of weathering that emotional storm at the beginning. And then, I mean, Vegas had that push there in the third, but outside of a couple shifts here and there, I I thought the Avs shut it down pretty well and then Darcy Kemper has been phenomenal in 2022 so far yeah. uh and I mean really just everything that you know <laughs> you hoped for at the beginning of the season and and you saw flashes of um, part of the reason why i I always felt real confident that you'd see this version of him at some point um, you saw the flashes and it's nice to see him putting it together and he covers up some of their mistakes but That's why, that's why goalies are there. You know, they're, they're literally their Well, that's literally their entire job is when all else fails, you've got (laughs) to make the stop. And, and he's doing that. And, and, uh, you know, going back to what we talked about in the pregame about, obviously you don't want to take too much away from, you know, games and it never means any type of guaranteed success. But if you're Vegas, you know, we talked to Ken yesterday on, on the pod and he talked about how maybe, so much of that Vegas Colorado series comes down to the fact that Philip Grubauer kind of fell apart. That's got to be a little bit of a splash of cold water in the face of you know Vegas fans and, and just that whole side of it that staring no down a different goal three goals, goals yeah yep <laughs> you know they, they they didn't get to kind of crank it up and slow things down and, and trap the abs and stuff like that. Uh, I thought the abs did a great job of responding. Um really, I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a great effort uh, from the Avs on a lot of different fronts.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I do want to talk about Kemper more, but we'll save that for a little bit later. Uh, Blaze, you were not on the watch along with us, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. This is another game where it didn't really feel like the Avalanche imposed their will necessarily on this hockey game. They didn't fully play the style they wanted to, but they find a way to win. How huge is that against a team as good as Vegas?
1: I mean, especially with, you know, the recent history against Vegas, like that is gigantic, right? Like, again, the thing that we've been talking about all year is like the abs are fine playing different styles of hockey. And again, this is a good hockey team on the other side. Like they match up against the abs with their speed a lot as well. So like you knew that this was going to be a fast paced game Um, and the abs kept the game simple, right? Like they they weren't like too cute with the puck is what i'll say is like if they felt like they're in trouble they got rid of the puck there was a few defensive breakdowns but that's going to happen in a game like this with somebody that's just as skilled with the vegas team that they have up there so i mean overall like you've got to be pleased with how the abs just can play different games and and come out the victors so
2: yeah I, i'm i'm here for it <laughs> fully fully agreed that it doesn't matter who they play it doesn't matter how they play they're finding ways to get the job done. So uh, definitely a big positive on, on that front. Who wants to give us the 60-second rundown of this hockey game? No takers? None?
1: AJ's got 90 oh. seconds.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, this is a. No, I mean,
0: I was going to say, this is a funny one because...
3: It's it's really it's really pretty simple, man. A second night of a back to back, the Avs came out and you know it was it was scoreless for a while, and it wasn't at the start of the third when Gabe Landeskog rips home a, a one timer. Yeah, and then the Avs get a power play opportunity and Miko and makes it two nothing, and GG. you're home
2: free. Yeah,
3: Darcy Kemper makes 29 saves and gets his third shutout in his last four starts on the road and.
2: Colorado walks out of Vegas with two points. Easy. Bam. Bam, bam, bam. It's sometimes games are that straightforward. It's, it's not too complicated of a process on, on the whole. And, you know, I think tonight was particularly interesting when you get to talking about that top line. Because for a while now, it's felt like Nathan McKinnon has really been going on that top line, even if the points aren't necessarily really there to back up, he's been moving heavily on that top line. It feels like even dragging it around a little bit at times, but you end up with a goal from Landis Gog and a goal from Miko tonight. The line is ridiculously good. Are are they back to best line in hockey status? Is that well? And
3: and best on best. They go against Eichel head to head tonight and the results speak for themselves. I uh, had two penalties. Jack Eichel on Jack, two penalties, but on ice at 5v5. At five v five. Jack Eichel, one shot attempt against Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon. Zero against Taves and Landeskog, Ten and twelve against in those pairings. Got kind of dunked. I'm kind of dunked. You don't get you got <laughs> speed bagged. You just, you went out and you paid a King's ransom to go get a ten million dollar first line center who just got the holy shit kicked out of him by the first-line center that they are going to have to likely go through in a postseason series. Yep. yep. Like, I I totally – like, it's, it's Jack Eichel's first game back and blah, 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 blah. Like, obviously, there's going to be some rust. There's no Mark Stone. They don't have Alec Martinez. They're on their backup goaltender, blah, 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 blah. Totally get it. Like, I understand there's some context to the game, but they got speed-bagged. And Jack Eichel played like shit and took two two penalties. Like, you, you've got to be a little... You, you don't want to make too much of one game, but whatever confidence that Ken had the other day can't be the same level after watching that. That's yeah. not what they paid for.
2: True enough. Uh, hey, Vegas is... All right, I'll say this for myself. I love... The fact that Vegas has to be the hockey team that writes this game off and says, so, ah, you know, whatever, injury, this, didn't have that player, that. That's Vegas's problem now. The Avs get to walk away from this one and say, hey, we just beat the most competitive team against us in the West.
3: Yeah. I mean, you had a, they had, they had a whole week to sit around and, and hype up this game and Jack Eichel's right. debut and they haven't played and blah, 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 blah. The Avs are coming in off of, on the second half of a back-to-back, where they traveled from Denver last night, they played Dallas
0: last night. While Vegas sat around and jerked off. Well, I don't want to hear about who didn't play. I, I was going to say if you're if you're Vegas to me, and, and and not to make this sound like oh my god, what a catastrophic loss for Vegas, but like I don't know if that is one that you can write off for them because you had all the hype going into this game. It's the debut. You're sold out. Standing room only. You've had the last three days to sit there and watch film, put together a game plan, right? That's one of the things that, that Ken talked about the other day. Well, the, the abs just didn't have an answer for the Vegas game plan. That's one of the narratives from that series last year. Game where they just don't have an answer for Vegas. You had a week to sit here and put that together and look at this game and you're rested. Like this is one where, again, you do need to sit back. I don't think this is like a, a game's like a problem for Vegas. But I think that's a little bit of a sobering game where it's like, woof, well, you know, they they can come in tired. Yeah, we're missing one of our top guys, but you know, I mean, you can
2: you can make all the excuses you want for Jack Eichel in this hockey game, but you look at his defensive zone and you say that's not good enough.
1: Yeah, I, that has nothing to do with being rusty. That just right. Is- just no accountability in the defensive zone. So Colorado's
3: exactly. top line gave, put yeah. up six scoring chances
2: against Jack Eichel head to head. Yeah, they only yeah. produced one. Just rust, tiredness, whatever. He's been practicing with the team for weeks. He thinks certainly one terrible penalty, and another one that it, it you know not particularly good. So. I, was there any point in
1: this game where you guys felt like they looked like they were on the back, the back end of a, a back-to-back game? I thought was the like first two ten minutes
3: of the game, I thought the Vegas had all the jump, and Colorado just looked like they were comfortable doing the old survive the weather, the storm thing, mm-hmm. survive the push, and then once they got through that. Different game entirely. I think it cropped uh, up a little bit at the end, too. I
0: was going to say, I, I remember two shifts where they made a couple mistakes where it's like, uh, you could tell that those were just like, you need to take an extra stride. You needed to um, you know, hold that puck a second longer or whatever. Um, but literally, I can, I can think of two shifts in the third. Like AJ said, that, that first 10 minutes, that's honestly kind of what I expected. Um, that's kind of how you expect Vegas to come out in a game like that. But no, other than that, I mean, I thought they just, and and they, honestly, the reason I don't think it was an issue is again, going back to the pregame show, we talked about how good the abs have been in the second half of back to backs to me, just they're, they're just bought into their system where they're not exerting a lot of extra energy in, you know, tiring themselves out late in games. They're not making a lot of egregious mistakes. You know, Jared Bednar, rolls four lines for as long as he can. That speaks a little bit to the depth, even, you know, even when they're not scoring, he feels like he can run those third and fourth lines out there for a shift or two. Um, and, and and it just, when you're not having to chase the puck around when you feel like you're kind of in control of your own system and you're able to mix in those bottom six shifts, uh, you know, you, you end up with, (laughs) a series of good results in the second half of those back-to-backs where there's kind of showing that for the most part, those aren't bothering them. Yeah. I,
2: it, when you look at the, the time on ice, the Avs ended up with a little bit of a heavy lean into the top six by the end of the game, yeah. but you go down the list and you look at it and you're like, okay, the Avs leaned on the guys that won them the hockey game and you're getting by just fine. On the defensive side, you got 19 minutes out of Jack Johnson. You got 18 minutes out of EJ. Granted, they're working around giving Curtis McDermott seven minutes, but they feel pretty darn comfortable just working anyone up and into the lineup mm-hmm. when they need to. And and on the offensive side, that gives them an opportunity to play hot
0: hands. You see well, the that, guys who are playing well elevate. That again goes back to just this – this 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 concept that how just how bought in this team is to the system that you feel comfortable enough that that Tyson Joe, Sabe Kubel, Logan O'Connor, uh you know the, the Alex Newhook even you know what was it last week he's two weeks ago whatever it is he's taking a face off with 40 seconds left in the defensive zone that they have the confidence that these guys understand the goal enough that whoever we put out there, we trust that they're going to execute to a certain level. I've got a picture that I I never tweeted out because, you know, whatever. A couple weeks ago during a timeout, and I just thought it was so interesting. Everyone saw the picture from, I think it was Vancouver early in the season, right before Travis Green got fired. And Vancouver's, they're all just kind of scattered getting water and the abs are all huddled up listening. Similar concept as we're... The I don't remember who it was they were playing, but the five players who were on the ice were all huddled around the coaches, everyone else kind of doing stuff. For the abs. literally, down to Darcy Kemper, who came from the net, were all huddled around listening to what Jared Bednar had to say, what he was drawing up. And I just thought it was so interesting, and I saw it again tonight. Um, you know, you saw it on the Vegas broadcast, where with three, four minutes left, all 20 guys, Pavel Franzos and Darcy Kemper, are huddled around Jared Bednar, looking at the whiteboard, listening to what everyone's saying. And again, w- when you have that kind of commitment from every last player on your roster down to the goalie, so that they make sure they know what guys are doing, you end up being able to roll out pretty much whoever you want, as long as they're fresh and, and, and you feel pretty good about it. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a team, even, you know, abs, Jared Bednar teams from the last couple of years. I don't know if I've ever seen that.
2: Yeah. I, you talked about it earlier I do really think this team is, is completely bought in and how easy is it to buy into a system when you look behind you and it's Darcy freaking Kemper holding it down for you. So right. uh, if you want to buy in to your own health, athletic greens, go check them out. They're super nice. I use them in the morning, or at least if you're like me, I use them in the morning because I wake up 10 minutes before I need to be somewhere and don't have time to actually like have a breakfast and start my day off. Right. So I just take athletic greens, pour it into a water bottle with a bunch of water, and then you just chug that stuff down. It's got pretty much everything you need. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced. It's just great stuff, including probiotics and all sorts of other good stuff in your body that honestly kind of flies above my head, but it makes me feel good. So that's what counts at the end of the day. Check out athletic greens today. They have honestly, like I could sit here for 30 minutes and list off like all the benefits that they have, but everything they do is it's the product itself is great for the body they're very eco-friendly as a business making sure they're taking care of all of their stuff on that end as well they actually have over 7 five star reviews so be sure to jump on there and, and show them some love when you try it and uh and and love it i know uh we a lot of us all got some and i've had both jesse and ali reach out to me and be like hey can i just steal your athletic greens can I just take <laughs> it from you? Because everyone here wants it. So go check out Athletic Greens today. Uh, it's, it's super awesome. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. <laughs> Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So it's a great time to get it. Go to athleticgreens.com to let them know we sent you over there. That's athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, of course, brought to you by Breck Brew. Look, you got to take care of your health. You got to have a little fun. Balance it out a little bit. Beer's not great for you, but makes you have a good time. So go get Breck Brew Avalanche. Check that stuff out. Absolutely delicious beer. I can't recommend Breck Brew enough. Even if Avalanche is not your thing, they have a beer for you. And for the rest of the season, they're running their two for a brew. Deal, abs didn't get two goals in the first period tonight. But anytime they do, you can keep your receipt. Your first Breck Brew is on Breck Brew. Go to breckbrew.com, find their two for a brew deal. Send them a picture of your receipt. They'll pay you back for your first beer. So jump in on that. Make sure you have Breck Brew handy to get a free beer when the abs go off. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook as AJ's having a giggle down there.
3: I mean the comment section is like fighting itself over fucking face-offs. <laughs> you wanna know how you want to know how you have a dominant hockey team that you're spending your time watching? You're sitting around worried about face-offs.
2: Yep. It's pretty uh pretty minor gripe. Has to be for sure. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh it, look let's uh, let's start here. Uh, let's do the nitpicking early. What real negatives are you taking out of this game? I think there's a few big mistake plays. The abs gave away a couple of scary breakaways. obviously, Kemper did the job behind him, but it, is there really significant film that you're taking away from this as a negative from Colorado?
3: Yeah, man. they uh again, possession with the puck with an empty net and didn't score. What's up? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Brutal. How about McDermott just playing D? <laughs>
2: yeah, there was there was a time or two where you're like, oh that's not good. That's that's not good. Yeah, let's see how yeah. he finished tonight. He finished even. Did he?
1: I mean yeah. that first period was sketchy. I mean there was some bad like that led to two to three good chances yeah. with him getting so, D to the puck.
3: Shot attempts he finishes even, but he gives up in seven minutes and thirty-seven seconds at five v five, he gives a, he's on the ice for two high danger chances against, five scoring chances against, and just one scoring chance for. Yeah, that's in five good. in in seven and a half minutes of ice time at five v five. He almost gave up a scoring chance per minute,
1: so that's a yeah. problem. That's a problem. Yeah, again, like if you want that enforcer, that's fine. Like hide him on the fourth line. Like I I just don't understand the reason of putting him back on D, especially when. You're healthy. You have other options back there that can actually skate. Like if if you're really <laughs> concerned about that physical game, and and I know going into Vegas that's like a concern.
2: Throw them on the fourth line. I, so I do think there's two conversations there. One, the Avs really seem to want to keep Darren Helm in the lineup for some reason. That whole that whole group got speed bagged as well. Yeah, they I mean, got Tice, Tyson
3: dumb, Tyson Joe's Abe Kubel Logan O'Connor. uh... Abe Kubel, sorry. And uh, uh, JT JT Comfort on the ice. 5 Corsi C4, 22 against.
2: What the fuck? That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, but the other side of that conversation is...
3: JT Comfort was on the ice for two scoring chances, four and 16 against.
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's... In
3: 11 minutes and 57 oh, 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 oh. seconds at 5v5. That's really bad. 16 scoring chances against. Yeah. Uh, the you have s- got to be doing something spectacular <laughs> to be that bad.
2: <laughs> the other side of that conversation is at the start of February. Well, the start of before the all-star break and immediately after. The Avs got Ryan Murray Brat Ryan Murray back, and the dude got dunked on. So they don't feel like they can rely on starting Ryan Murray in this defense right now.
3: Yeah, well, and and I think right now it's <sighs> they're just trying to get some sort of answer at that yep. revolving door. Like uh, Curtis McDermott's been okay, <coughs> but they need, they need a real answer. Curtis McDermott cannot take the ice for you in a playoff series. Certainly, he's going yeah, yeah. to be the target of every opposing team. Yep. And look, you need to limit the minutes of Jack Johnson, Eric Johnson, those guys like you need to do something to limit those minutes because it's not like those guys are world beaters.
0: I talked about it last night. The Curtis McDermott being in the lineup right now, that says more to me about what they think of Ryan Murray's play than it does what they think of Curtis McDermott's play. Yeah. And that's the part yeah. that I think is the, like the fact that you consider you have a healthy Ryan Murray and Curtis McDermott's playing that 6D spot. Yeah. And when like
3: we're in, that was what, game 48? Yeah, game 48, there's still time for this thing to sort itself out. Definitely. Oh, for sure. So, like, like, right now, it's the last two games we saw Ryan Murray play were brutally bad. Yep. But there isn't anything that's happened with Curtis McDermott the last couple of days where you're like, that's been better. (laughs) True enough. So, (laughs) like, you could just as easily see Ryan Murray back in the lineup on Saturday
0: morning well, 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 yeah, for sure. But, but to me, that's also one of those things where again, like they sit there and they say, and, and this is your biggest problem that you don't, there is no difference right now between Ryan Murray and Curtis McDermott. And at that point, if you're, if you're truly splitting that difference, I totally understand why they're going with McDermott.
3: Like yeah, they, at least he brings
0: some type of intimidation. factor. Well, there's, there's an
3: intangible that he brings that Ryan Murray sure, certainly isn't. But again, like, right. Will Carrier force-fed his fists to, to Devon tapes behind your own net, and nothing happened.
1: Yep, yep. So, yeah.
3: like again, you're talking about like Curtis McDermott. Like, mm. oh, dude, that back scratcher is a lifesaver. <laughs> a lifesaver. If, you, if anybody wants to know where to get that thing, hit me up. I'll get you that link because it's amazing. <laughs> I live life without a back scratcher because I'm not a T-Rex, so it's fine, buddy. <laughs> let me tell you, it's it's great for the skin too. Oh yeah. And if there's one thing that I've started to care something about, it's a skincare routine. Oh my god. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, like you do want to see McDermott actually like mix it up a little bit in a game like this. You know, you I loved I loved what he did not fighting Jamie Ben last night. Uh there was a there was a time in place and he did not was it last night? It was a couple yeah. games ago. It, I believe it was last night. Yeah. Those yeah. the, the two Dallas games kind of just got mashed yeah. in my brain into like one pit of misery. <laughs> I'm pretty anyway. sure that
0: was two I'm pretty sure that was the game in Dallas. At, yeah,
3: and he did years. not take that fight, and it was a bad time for him to take the fight. I think you're right, because they were it was a good situation for him to say no thank you to. Sure. And I was happy with that. Like that's I, I'm good with situ I'm good with him making good solid situations and all. But I want to see him, I want to see him, if he's out there for that purpose, mix it up.
2: Just a little, my man. It. Uh, one other bad thing I want to talk about in this game, Nathan McKinnon hit on Nolan Patrick. Oh, definitely. I I expect we, we're going to see a dopes call on that one. Um, I don't know what don't the result that's... will be necessarily, but.
0: I, I'm I'm past the point of trying to figure out when we will and will not see something. I, disappointing. I think there's a better
3: chance that McKinnon gets a, a suspension because Nolan Patrick didn't return. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's the one where I think it's like they, because they punish the injury. So, so often that I'm like, well, no, if Nolan Patrick is out for an extended period of time, they might be like, well, Nathan McKinnon, you know, two games or whatever.
2: Yeah, I I think I expect it to be two games. One because you you run that hit back, it's blindside. Uh, Nolan Patrick doesn't even really have the puck. It, it's the exact hit that everyone says, "Oh yeah, that's the bad one. Don't do that one." So I'm not. I think
1: just yeah, McKinnon will get one game just because it's McKinnon.
2: That's
1: sure. That's, like that's I, what I, I understand too. it too, but. He'll get he'll get one game as a slap on the hand just because it's Nathan McKinnon.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, yeah. For all the all the people arguing that the league doesn't protect its superstars, maybe they protect it from themselves a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's end this segment off with the biggest positive of the game, King of the Game, Darcy Kemper rolls the Shocker. shutout out there. Uh, 29 save shutout tonight played. This was the first night of these shutouts. And I'm sure AJ will, will run the full stats by us in a second here. But tonight Kemper, not only did he look locked in, he made a couple of those huge saves that you go. That was a fucking save. Like it, a lot of Kemper's greatness has been. He's just playing really well. He's squared to everything. He's solid tonight. He made some 10 bell saves.
0: But even 100%. even those saves for me, like there was a calmness to them. like they, they weren't scrambly. He made, I, I fully agree he made some huge saves, but it still even seemed like, man, he made that save, but it looked easy. Yeah. and and that to me, that is what I remember of Darcy Kemper when the Avs played him and then that series before that when they got through Nashville in that playing round. Was that it's just, I mean, you were looking at him, and, and even on TV, you could see, you're like, there's nothing there to shoot at. <laughs> like, oh, there's there's nothing to, to, there's no way to beat him. Uh, yeah, for shirt, sure. go get it right now. And, and that's how he's looked these last couple games, where it's just like, he's eating pucks. Um, you know, he, he's not giving up many rebounds. He's not, you know, he knows right where the puck is. I, I remember that early in the season, seemed like every time the puck hit him, he was looking around in his gear trying to figure out, do I have it? Is it behind me? Did I drop it? And it's just pucks are hitting him. He knows where they are. He's finding them through traffic. Um, and, and he's maybe most importantly, he's getting the abs out of those tough situations when they get stuck out there on a long shift. You know, they ice the puck in this game. You had guys caught out there for two minutes. He stays calm in net looks through a screen, swallows a puck right after the next face-off, gets his guys off the ice, gets them out of trouble, and just really looks like, yep, just another day. Who and, was and- it
2: that had the partial break in the third period for Vegas and Kemper is, like, at the hash marks? Riley Smith. And it's like, yep. if you're Riley Smith and you're looking at that, like, you can't even see the boards. You can't even see the glass behind them because Kemper's sitting <laughs> <with> the <laughs> hash marks. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you want to talk about a goalie that's feeling it, just look
1: where he's at on the ice, right? Like, right. everything was at the top of the crease. He was, like, tracking pucks like no man's land. I mean, obviously, they had chances that went off the post. But, you know, again, when a goalie's feeling it, you've got to squeeze that stick a little bit harder and really try to aim for those corners. And, I mean, he was he was stopping everything that was a high danger chance. So
2: I don't – there's an anecdote from Peter McNabb years ago where – He would say when he talked, I don't know if it was Patrick Waugh or some other goalie, but when he talked to him, he said, when they're really feeling it, they know when a puck's not going in. They they know the difference between a puck hitting the post and the puck going in the net. So Mm -hmm. when you're playing that good, you're playing that good. Yep.
3: (laughs) Uh, How well is Darcy Kemper playing over his last 18 starts? He is 14-0-2 with a 936 save percentage and three shutouts.
1: Is
2: that good? (laughs) Now do his stats in his last four games.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd have have to redo the math because this hasn't updated with tonight's stats.
2: You already tweeted it out earlier.
3: Oh, those were his last four road games.
2: Oh, his last four road games. Okay. Yeah, still ridiculous. Uh, His last four
3: road games, he had a 20-save shutout at Arizona. He stopped 40 of 41 shots against the Kings. He had a shutout at Dallas, a shutout at Vegas. He stopped 113 and 114 shots.
2: So Kemper likes traveling. Got it. <laughs> Get away from the house a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darcy Kemper obviously having a great game. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about the abs goals and the other things in just a second here, but be sure to go check out Avoca TV. Tonight's game was on TNT, but most nights when you have the abs on altitude, if you want an easier way to watch them, Avoca is the way to go. For just 25 bucks a month, it's essentially just a cable box. You do need an internet connection, but it hooks right up to your TV, comes with the remote. You can watch it just like normal TV. It's got altitude. It's got all the national channels. So it's super easy. It's cheap. It's not like having a deal with Comcast where you can't even watch it. Significantly <laughs> cheaper than DirecTV. TV. So a great option to watch the ABS legally on your television without any delay or any of that nonsense that you have to deal with. So go, uh, go check it out. Highly recommend. I don't know what's going on in our chat right now.
3: No, somebody just decided that they just discovered the the internet. So
2: oh, I see they're just popping off. I got you. yeah, pretty dope. Welcome to YouTube, I guess. Uh, anyway, go check out Avaka TV, and of course. If you want to make money, just listen to Blaze's bets at DraftKings. His uh, his win by two for the Amps paid off tonight at plus one ninety. So even though his other two bets didn't hit, the plus one ninety should pretty much have covered everything you bet tonight.
1: Yeah, that covered as long as you took even money throughout the three bets. Wasn't a great night. Got it. I gotta get hot again. Gotta get hot again.
2: If you stayed hot, we. would I, I started freaking out. You were like at the start of <laughs> January, you literally couldn't miss. <laughs> yeah, like, it was oh, crazy. I mean,
1: I, I was I was betting like seven, eight bets a night and hitting like at least six. Yeah, it was out of control. <laughs>
2: but you, you should have gone with your old facefuls tonight. All right, you get McCarr. I Davey know for free. <laughs> McCarr points Brutal. to the freest bet on DraftKings. So.
1: That's what happens. You try to mix it up, make it fresh and new, and it screws you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should have trusted your game, Blaze. Should have trusted yeah. your game. Obviously, there's a ton of amazing bets on DraftKings, but right now, if you're a new user, go over there and make sure you use code DNVR. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Bet $1 on any NBA team to win their next game. You get $150 in free bets. That's all there is to it. for $150 in free bets if you pick correctly. You can pick any game. You can pick the best team in the league versus the worst team in the league. If that game's coming up and they win, you're good to go. It's pretty straightforward, and it's a bunch of money to go play around with on DraftKings. Always a fun time betting on things like professional cornhole or any other nonsense that you can find out there. There's still a couple days left in the Olympics. You can get in on some of that betting too. So jump on it, go have a bunch of fun with it. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that DNVR promo code to get that $1 for $150 in free bets deal. Again, their official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 for 700 when you win a bunch of money on DraftKings, great time to go get yourself a dnvr annual membership you can get a free shirt like the kemperer shirt along with the membership highly recommend you go check that out but also uh, a little birdie told me that we have a a handful of of pieces coming out pretty soon here so might be might be some pretty cool stuff you want to go go check out on the DNVR.com. highly recommend you get in on it come have fun join us in the lounge and all of that goodness third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings kings can we talk about gabe landisgog in this game he gets the Avs' first goal we'll get to the shot in a second but i also want to talk about he takes that big hit should have scored too game. before. Should that. have should have scored a goal off the post, off of Brassois' skate, and somehow stays out. <laughs> yeah. But that dude just wouldn't take no for an answer when he got charged up tonight. He he found a way to get one in, and you know, it, obviously he's worn the C forever, but sometimes you got to lead by example, and it, it really felt like Landy stepped up for that tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean, he finishes with a goal, two shots, four hits, and a blocked shot to boot. I mean, that was really an an all everything performance from him. Uh, I think his physicality really stood out. You watched his work; his board work was awesome. Uh, him digging pucks out and his his work going against uh, the other the other cats down low. I mean, he was just this was just a hard work kind of game for him where. Your top line scores both of your goals. Um, at even strength in on the on the power play. But it's more about the work that they put in uh to, to get them there than because the, the power play that they that they score on, who draws it? Is Landeskog poking the puck up the wall, packs to yep. Alex Petrangelo? Petrangelo to has him, to stop yeah. and has to trip him to keep it from being a clean breaker, a clean two on one going the other way. And he draws he draws that penalty. They score on a on the power play. It's two-nothing. It was lights out. Guess, the guy took the eichel
2: stick to the face, too. So it drew game, two tonight. Gabe Blindisco scores
3: 23rd goal of the season tonight. I mean, the guy's the, the, the guy is having the best year of his career, and it's the anti contract
2: yeah it's you know it's the, the, just signed it bump, which is totally a thing.
3: <laughs> right. everybody else uh, everybody else is talking you know, you you look at how often guys get paid, get comfortable, and relax. Gabe Landis got paid and upped his game another level. A big reason that Colorado's been as special as they have been is because Landis Cog has taken a big step forward this year. I keep harping on it, uh, and regular <laughs> listeners will know that I keep talking about what a year he's had but that's because he's been so special for them. And this is, this is just a continuation of that. They go into Vegas and their captain, their captain
0: walks the walk. Well, and that's, you know, um, Rudo, I think you said, you know, leads by example and to me, that's where Landeskog has been the best and really grown into, to really, I think be respected as a captain around the league. Um now I know you know we were talking the other day. I don't remember if it was on on the pod or or, or just the three of us kind of shat- chatting about Connor McDavid and how maybe your best player doesn't need to be your captain all the time. Um, I think Landy has those leadership qualities, but his best games are when he goes out and like obviously, but like does stuff like tonight where it's just he has a little bit of that McKinnon where he can just will a goal into an exist into existence. And you can usually see it coming a shift or two before or at the beginning of his shift. And tonight it was he took that big hit behind the net. And you saw him get up and he he tried to land a big hit. There's only a couple seconds left. He still gets after the puck. Uh, and And you just kind of felt that game ramping up. They came out in the third. And it felt like everyone kind of followed his lead there, that first shift yep. or two. There was a lot more energy. I mean, I lost track of the amount of times that we, um, you know, talked about their puck retrieval during the watch along.
2: Yeah. They were crushing
0: it. Just picked right back up. Gabe Landiscock is the one who punches at home. I mean, looking like Miko Rantanen on that half wall. And, and again, the, that is when Gabe Landiscock is at his best is when he is taking control of the game and saying, everyone follow what I'm doing. Um, and, and, I think you're right, AJ. I think he's done that at a much higher rate this year than we've seen him, uh, you know, in in the past. As good as he's been.
2: All right. Now, raise your hand if you knew Landy had the one-time clap bomb from the circle before this year. <laughs> oh, before this year? Never yes. mind. And no one yeah. should put their hands up, but now he's scored it twice this year. From the, the the dot where you literally think he's Miko Rantanen because of the bomb that he puts on, right? I don't. I'm not saying Landy's an old dog, but where did he find that trick?
3: <laughs> well, and like the the puck that he gets too, like Makar. Yeah, that thing is
2: waffling awful all over the place, but it's uh-huh. it's
3: not flat at all. <laughs> yep. And he just uh, that's like you yeah, close your eyes and just wind up and hope for <laughs> hope the best, for the right? Best. <laughs> And it's just a bomb. I mean, it, he scored and we were all just like, what the fuck just happened? Because <laughs> it was just that kind of a goal where you're like, Jesus. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, he's got the dad strength now, I guess. He can he can put
0: that extra umph behind the puck. Well, dude, what's, what's funny is just I, I noticed it um, earlier this season he does seem to be working on a little bit more of that kind of like high skill stuff. Um, After practice, if you've ever been to an app's practice or morning skate, you know, the practice officially ends, but then a bunch of guys stay out there kind of doing their own thing, working on their own stuff anywhere between, you know, 50 or 15 to 45 minutes after practice. And I've noticed him working on some of that little kind of stuff with Miko, the tips around the net and stuff like that. I just wonder if this is something where he's sitting there going both, both Nate and Miko have that ability to be so dangerous off the wall. I just wonder if he's step, sitting back and going, cool. If I can pick up some type of threat like that, how do you defend us? And obviously he's not having that exact thought process, but um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Cause yeah, we've seen him do it twice now. And you sit there and say he's working on it to some extent.
2: Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it. That first goal too. Did you lose your shit as much as we did, Blaze, on, on Kale's hold of the puck in the zone on that first goal?
1: Oh, it's so unreal. Like, this like <laughs> guy's got – it's just – it's just silly watching that guy. I mean, it's like a cheat code for hockey. It's its dumb.
2: Yeah. I'm. I, what do you even say about him at this point? Like, it, we had the conversation on the wash along where it's like, if Kale McCart plays 70-plus games this year, it's a foregone conclusion that he's won the Norris Trophy. Like yeah. – yeah (laughs) what are we even doing which by the way you can still get plus (laughs) odds on on DraftKings. you're basically betting that kale mccarr doesn't get hurt that's what that bet is at this point
1: yeah yeah that's i've taken a lot of my bets and just taken the winnings and put them into that bet so like i'm i'm praying that he stays healthy
2: (laughs) Um, but you're deep in that that hole right now oh
1: i am but it's just like like how can you not take it especially when it's just like you go back and it's like oh okay it's still at plus 145 or whatever it's at at the day you're like okay i'll just i'll take that that's free money
2: so hell yeah yeah love it uh the other goal ends up being miko he takes a, a great pass from mckinnon on the seam this one he he's patient with gets brissard to dive across and then then rips it into the net it's the conversation continues, I think with Miko this year that you still haven't seen him turn it up anywhere close to a hundred percent, but he just doesn't need to. That's the thing, man.
3: I could be, I could be as mad about it as I want, but he gets to where he needs to be going, doing exactly what he's doing. Simple as that. And however, (laughs) however we might feel about it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, he's, he's, up to 56 points in 45 games. He's a top 10 scorer in the NHL. At this point, he might even steal a couple of heart votes. The guy's the guy's, did are guys unbelievable.
1: Did you guys notice that he played a, quite a bit of D tonight in the first period as well? Did you guys see that? He I mean, he was just he was for guys. He was engaged early, and
3: yeah. you know that's
2: well and. One of the reasons I think I'm so encouraged by Miko is even if he's not given it a hundred percent, yes, he still has the offense, but you see him, especially on the back check when he realizes it's a bad situation and he needs to step on it. He turns the gas on, well, he, he chases a guy down and he takes care of the
0: business. He's, he's funny because, you know, he's always kind of looked a little like goofy out there, right? He's, he's been an awkward,
2: so, awkward, gangly guy for sure. He, he's yeah. so,
0: yeah, he's so like lanky and yeah, awkward is kind of a good way to put it, but he's so unbelievably skilled and and has such a, a natural scoring touch. That I, I mean, yeah, he, he's funny because it's not really ever an effort issue. He just makes plays sometimes that you're like, what are you doing? He gets himself out of position. He does two or three bad things in a row, but then you're right. Oh, I need to turn it on, go back, make a defensive play, jump back in the rush, and then, you know, he puts one in on an odd man rush. Like, wow, that was a terrible shift for 90 seconds, and then he did three dope things in a row. And it works, yeah. Well,
3: I, think, <laughs> right. I think more than uh, – I mean, we, we always call him Baby Yager, but I think I,
0: – Dude, I want to say that all the time, and I, I'm – I'm always I always be careful with that comparison, but
3: I seriously. think well, and I think I think he's moving more away from that and you know, a lot closer to the Nikita Kucherov style of
2: player, where he's he, all stripping and talent. Yeah, yeah, where it's
3: it's he plays at such a deliberate pace that he forces everybody to play around him, and he's so talented that he can do anything to you at any given time. Wow. And when he's fully engaged, he's a fucking unstoppable monster. And he just because the the Yager thing it looked like was going to happen, and then he's really stopped playing with that same kind of power in his game that he was he was getting himself into the last couple of years. He hasn't done nearly as much of that. And I I do think that our theory from earlier this year holds water that he's yeah. it's load management. Yep. That Are we going
2: to see Super Miko in the playoffs? He, is the question now. He yeah. saw
3: he was he's been so banged up at different times. Uh, during the postseason that he's just like, look, I need to I need to do a better job of taking care of myself during the regular season. So he's not going out there and fighting with Mikey Anderson's of the world, you know, in the corners anymore. He's picking his spots a lot better. And it looks like he's doing a lot more of the, the Kucherov style of game where he plays at a very deliberate pace and he controls what he's doing when he's out there. And he has a turbocharged linemate just like Gucharov does with Braden point in Nathan McKinnon. And they're just magic together. Yep.
1: And what, what does
3: it's it's, it frustrates the hell out of me, but it's turning into an appreciation for what he is because he's still finding a really, really high level of success without whatever element of his game that I think should be there or whatever. He's still getting to where he needs to be. And when he turns on the Jets and he's completely engaged, he's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, genuinely all-world talent. Like, we we mention this every so often, but don't fool yourself. Miko Rantanen at his current trajectory is on a Hall of Fame pace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily. Easily. have a handful of Super Chats to get to here. We can uh, get to those, yeah, here. Five dollars from Chris. The TNT crew was awfully biased towards VGK. On a positive note, is Kemper nudging his way into Vesna Talks? Also hit yes. that like button. Uh if you don't want to listen to the TNT crew, join us for the watch log next time.
1: Yeah.
2: Problem solved for you there. Uh is Kemper nudging his way in? Maybe. Yeah. Can he do enough to win it? Gonna be tough. Yes. You think so? Who, yes.
0: Who, I was to say who's who's the favorite right now that you would say he can't catch?
3: Uh, well, well, is. He's pretty pretty far out, out ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there is recency bias. Yeah, well, and like, and I always talk about why we try and award these things thirty-five games in, and it's like, yeah, come on, there's man. half a season left. <laughs> but you look at, and I always use the twenty-game mark because that's basically starters. That's half your games. Yeah. That's that's where it is. Starting goaltenders right now, Darcy Kemper has now tied for 10th in save percentage with Thatcher Demko and Jack Campbell, 0.01% behind Andre Vasilevsky, and you, you've you got to say, look, Igor Shesterkin has a 938 save percentage. He's your front runner, yep. easily. Freddie Anderson's got to be in the conversation. Jacob Barkstrom has eight fucking shutouts. He's in the conversation. Tristan Jari, UC Soros, those guys have been really, really, really good. Yeah. But now Darcy Kemper working his way into it. Look, it's probably not going to be Thatcher Demko. But Darcy Kemper just keeps keeps crawling his way up this list. And when when you talk about everybody thinks that, oh, Colorado's got a goaltending problem. Is it the goalies? It's the goalies. It's the goalies. If that dude gets himself into the top five in save percentage and he gets himself into the top five in some of the fancy stats why wouldn't he be he well and now he might have a long way to go to be a finalist but you've got half a season still to be played here yep,
0: yep. well and, and and that's kind of you know with this award more than any you can have front runners but right there i i think it's really just a lot of guys that are in the conversation yeah. and and it, and it, it to your point about you know not you, we have these conversations 30 games 40 games whatever into the season, Igor Shusterkin goes through a bad, you know, <laughs> eight day stretch where he has a couple games where he falls off, and suddenly those numbers look a lot different. Well, and just the, the, the goal goaltending... A month ago, when the ads, right.
3: when the ads, when Jack Campbell when Toronto rolled into Denver, Jack Campbell had a nine thirty eight save percentage. Yep. Yeah. And well, now he's and at nine twenty one a well, month and a half and later. The thing
2: is with goalies, like you have one game where you get blown up for seven, and you're save percentage drops three, four points. Yeah. And it undoes oh. two weeks of, of
0: work. Yep. And, and that was, that was my point earlier in the season. And it's again, I know it's a funny thing to say, remove, remove his worst game, but you know, even Kemper, now that he's had a shutout, remove one of his shutouts and remove that game against Ottawa, where he only, he played a weird amount of minutes,
2: Take the outliers gave up, out. Yep. gave
0: a bunch of goals. Yeah. Remove his highest and his lowest. And I'll bet you that save percentage still goes up even with removing a shutout. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and it's just uh, – again, I, I don't know if if he can win it. Frankly, I, I don't really care. I don't think he's yeah. too concerned either. Yeah. But I, I think he's starting to put – the point I'm kind of making is when you look at that field, you sit there and you say, I mean, if he keeps trending even roughly in this direction, not going to expect three shutouts in four nights every fucking week, but <laughs> – you know, trending in this relative direction where he's in a rhythm, he's getting rest, um, and he really seems settled in. I don't think there's anybody that's so far out ahead in the Vesna conversation where you say, yeah, he, he can't even – I don't know if he can get it, get into that. You have enough so there, games I left. I think of it's that, the
1: problem this game's played. Yeah, the other part of that too is, like, it needs to be weighted a little bit, right? Like, you start talking about going into March, April, May, like you get hot in that season, that part of the season, like that's a game changer, right? Like cuz that can change the outcome of a season real quick.
2: So yeah. like especially Everybody for a hot team versus scoreboard watching a, team a lot that's right more. On the yeah. Yeah. So I I agree. It, it people are a lot more aware of what's going on around the league in the later months, so you get some of that tuning in and recency bias of people going, Oh, look at Kemper pop off if he keeps going. So definitely think that's part of the conversation. Thank you for the five, Chris. That was a long one. Next (laughs) five from Seth Nugs beat golden state on a buzzer beater and have shut up the golden Knights. All that glitters is not gold. Good night to be a Colorado sports fan. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of dubs coming home for Colorado tonight. So dope. Thank you for the five.
3: It was a great night for Denver sports because yep. the uh, the abs also uh, two owed Vegas as an organization tonight because the Eagles blew out Henderson.
2: Yep. So, so double so dub right Vegas. there. We call that the double dub. Uh, five more from Chris Kemper looks to be working his way back into the Vesna conversation. Also hit that like button. Yeah, like and subscribe. We kind of just had a 10 minute conversation about this, so I think we covered it. Thank you. Uh, five from Justin. Idea as when the cup AJ goes full banana pants for a charity drive. <laughs> as when the
1: cup, lots
3: of things are on the table. Yeah, a whole new world is,
2: is open at that point. Thank you, Justin. And two dollars from Tommy Eichel. Who?
3: Yeah, I saw somebody ask, yeah. "When does he? When does when does Eichel make his debut again?" And I thought that was pretty. Funny. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the YouTube well played, like 18K old chap. K subs. Thank you, everybody. One one step closer to 100K. We still want that play button, though. It's so, like Rudolph's Crazy. 18K now. Life. Yeah. Yeah, 18K. Uh, That's a lot. I, I, it's been my goal to get a play button for a long, long time. So. <laughs> now it just maybe actually could possibly happen. So. Uh, $10 from nom nom. Can you guys discuss some of the giveaways and turnovers for the ad? That seems to be our worst attribute. Glad to have Darcy to be Frank. Is that like a play on Darcy and Frankie? I see what you did there. Uh, The abs, one of the Avs biggest problems is defensive zone puck management. I think everyone would agree to that, especially on their bottom pairings. It starts to get really rough sometimes when you have the Johnsons struggling to clear pucks and things like that. Something that, Needs to get better. It's a pretty obvious spot that they can work on. But with, as we do every so often, don't read too much into actual stats about giveaways in the box score because those are unbelievably arbitrary. And <laughs> yeah, nobody should ever look at giveaways and takeaways
3: as meaningful statistics, ever, <laughs> under any circumstances. Not even always. Just don't. Burn it.
1: Yeah. There's two (laughs) teams
3: out on the ice, Not even outliers of any kind.
1: Exactly. Don't. Yeah. There's two teams out on the ice, and both of them have top lines and players that can create things out of nothing. Um, Obviously, you want every abs player not to give a turnover, but that's just not going to happen in a league that has such high talent. Like, it's just – it's something that's going to happen, and you just hope to mitigate it with a good goalie and hopefully good defensive, you know – structure that can kind of stop bad things that happen in the defensive zone. It's never not going to happen though. Well, That's just part of hockey. This,
2: uh, I mean, this is the, the ballad of Tyson Berry, right? Like everyone used to get on him for being terrible in that stat, yep. but why does Tyson Berry have a bunch of turnovers? Cause he always has the puck. Yep. <laughs> you can't turn over the puck if you never touch it. <sighs> <laughs> so nobody's perfect. Everyone's going to turn over the puck sometimes, but uh, yeah, the uh, team, to the original statement. There are not a lot of things you look at for the abs that are real big problems, but I think defensive puck management is the one where you're going, boy, really glad to have Darcy Kemper bail you out, but you can't keep giving away breakaways by the handful. Yeah. So. Can't tell Um, what it is. Yeah. We're on here. I can go look it up. Let me go on the YouTube chat. (laughs) and see. Hang on, Sasha. Thank you for the the super sticker. Uh, Jean Luc Foudy
3: scored for the Eagles tonight. So keep an eye out for that because we're going to have a little thing on Jean Luc Foudy posting in the morning.
2: All right. Uh, I can't actually get the actual description of it, but it's the one that goes something like
3: Video game controller holding his thumbs up with
2: the word GG.
1: It's the
3: best (laughs) I can
2: do.
1: Nice.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay. I think that's everything. Yeah. So any final thoughts about the abs, about the game going on here?
3: It's hard to, uh, hard to, hard to like, the abs didn't solve all their problems with the win. Um, they don't suddenly have to never worry about Vegas ever again in the postseason or whatever. It doesn't erase anything that's happened, but it just reinforces that one, this abs team is different and that, Everybody out west is chasing them. Well and it, really chasing them. And and two, um, good luck. I just it's a different group. It's a different group.
0: With a regulation loss and the Calgary win, Vegas now sits three points back of the flames and Calgary has two games in hand at the top of the Pacific. So um yeah, they got a ways to go.
2: Yep. This as, as ridiculously far ahead of the West that the Abs are, there's still a ton to shake out this year. Just for...
3: They have a 15-point lead on Vegas. It's not not meaningful because they're not in the same division. With but, a game in hand. Yeah, 15-point lead on Vegas with a game in hand. Uh, Colorado also has the league's best goal differential, plus 58. Got him. So...
2: Pretty
3: good. Yeah. They're just the best team in the NHL right even now. Even with all of this, yeah, they this team's won't dope right now.
2: Until like April. Just because of the way the NHL works. But
3: yeah. And like Calgary's won eight games in a row. They're absolutely on fire right now. They look awesome. They're blowing everybody out. That'll yeah. come down to earth at some point, but yeah. I mean, until they put like, until they put a three month run together like what Colorado did. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent believing that what Bruno just said is true that it, that they will they will come back down a little bit at some point. I think i the one that keeps saying I think the Flames are good. I don't think Vegas has a cakewalk to a to a division title. I think they have a cakewalk to a playoff spot. But yep. I yep. I I think it's going to be interesting Calgary and Vegas, especially with Vegas now potentially looking at not having Robin Leonard for a while. That's a big problem. That, that's definitely an issue Thank for them.
0: That's when a real when problem. when we say come back down to earth, though, what do we mean? Because I mean, I really don't think that Sevens the Avs are doing three. any, huh?
3: Seven a seven three stretch, in a, over no over no I know,
0: games. so I mean I and that so you're more of talking mm-hmm. about record, not necessarily yeah. like in terms of their play.
3: Yeah, no, I mean yeah. in in terms of the results. I mean because Colorado's results you mean, can't get much better than what they've done.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
3: and when so, I say I think Calgary comes back to earth, I think they that it's oh. It's, I'm sorry. It's no, more sorry. like it's more like a seven three six four ten 10 game stretch. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I I
0: misunderstood range.
3: you. Yeah. No, Colorado, I think Colorado, I think Colorado's best team in the NHL and I think they're smoking most people, the one the, the one regulation loss was Jake Gottinger being unbelievable, making 46 yeah. saves. Yeah. yeah, it was insane, unbelievable. All
1: right,
3: like if it's gonna take a career simulation. best nights, uh, to, for them to lose in regulation, they've got a lot of wins left in them. Yeah,
2: yeah that's uh, that's pretty, pretty much where it's at. Uh, if you want to go check out the other side of the conversation, check out Ken over at Sinbin Vegas. We love him over there. I did lose the playoff bet, so this is owning up for it.
1: Mm. Serious question.
3: Do the abs hit 80 points on the season before anybody else in the central hits 70?
2: How many games does Minnesota play over the next three weeks? (laughs) Well, they need seven. They've got a
1: murder's row. They play the Panthers next, which, you know, when the abs face them in the Stanley Cup finals, like, it's going to be great. Um, They are at home against Florida,
3: at Edmonton, at Ottawa, at Toronto, at Calgary, Calgary at home for their next. That's a split. lot of. Yeah. A lot of yeah. Tough games.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say, yes. Yeah. I'm going to say
3: the abs, the abs the for comparison's sake, need six points. Their next three, that's, that would be three games. If they were to win their that next they, three, they get that there. That includes Buffalo, at, <laughs> Buffalo yeah. at Boston, at Detroit.
2: Two of Boston. those three, you gotta think they should win. Yeah. yeah. Well, and
3: and like they've been weirdly
2: dominant they've, in Boston yeah, for insanely years. Good against that team. <laughs> so.
1: They play every President's Day game against them. Is that they usually like, in Columbus? Day.
2: Yeah, it's usually the start of the year. Oh, the that's day right. game, okay. yeah, They yeah. swapped it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that's it, folks. We're going to get out of here. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. 18K is great, but it's not really that close to 100K. So that's where we want (laughs) to get for the play button. Uh, We love all of you. We'll be back tomorrow, probably looking at some interesting historical trade deadline stuff. We'll see if we actually go there. But we'll be back live 1 p.m. tomorrow. Be sure to tune into that. Until then, we'll talk to you later.